Hello, this is William with Allegory Gallery Interviews, and I'm here today with Andrew Thornton and Christy Friesen. Hi, Hello. everybody. Hello. We're here to talk with Christy, and many of you may know her. She's um, really well known in the polymer clay world, and we just had a few classes with her here in Ligonier, which were really fun. Yeah, yeah. we had a great time. A lot of good techniques. Yes, yeah. we learned a lot. Mm -hmm. So you can find out more about Christy at ChristyFriesen.com. That's C H R I S T I F R I E S E N dot com. Dot com. So, Christy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Alrighty, well, uh, I was born at a very young age, <laughs> and actually, I, I love that line. I use it in a couple of different places, and um, I, the first time I used it, it was uh, I was doing some gallery stuff, and I was new at this, and all these people had these impressive resumes, you know, places they taught, solo shows, everything else, and uh -huh. I was supposed to have my little CV as well, and I thought, geez, I got nothing here. <laughs> um, so I thought, well, if I opt for humor, such as that, which is how my resume started, right. then they would either go, wow, she's so good that she doesn't even care about telling us what she is, or she's a loser. But I figure I'd have 50-50 chance <laughs> right. anyway. Clever. So I've kind of gone yeah, with that absolutely. sort of thing from then on out. Great. Good pointers for those starting out. Right? <laughs> Fake it till you make it, baby. Right, but right. I did obviously start as a very young artist, which many people have. If you're um, creative, you kind of know that early on for many people. Some wait till they're very late in life to figure it out but I think I started you know the typical kid stuff but I can remember that I had my first oil painting lesson at three now why my parents would let me touch oil paints at three, <laughs> three. yeah because I also mm. remember there was many turpentine baths after yeah. class <laughs> very, oh my god everywhere so maybe that wasn't the best choice yeah. but I've loved it forever so um, I used to do earth and clays and there's you know we, our family was artistic, so we had all kinds of different artsy things. But I always loved the sculpting with clay. And then life happens and, you know, family and various right. things. And at a certain point in my life, I thought, I'll get my midlife crisis done early and get it out of the way. <laughs> and I thought, if I don't be an artist now while I'm young enough, then how can I sell things when I'm 80 for $80 billion right. if I haven't started earlier on? So that's when I decided to go back into clay work. And I was kind of looking to see, uh, you know, kilns and all that stuff because I didn't have one at that time. Right. And somebody said, say, have you ever played with this stuff? And it was a little square of brightly colored plastic clay. Oh, and I went, huh, that's interesting. So took some home and I took a book and I started playing with it and I'm, I was hooked instantly because it did everything that I had loved about earth and clay. I could sculpt, but none of the things I hated, kiln mm -hmm. explosions, glaze mishaps, <laughs> shrinkage, right. and then I could stick beads all in it. Yeah. Nice. So from then on out, I have just freaking loved this stuff yeah. and been playing with it ever since. That well, was about definitely 20 years shows ago. in your instruction. Oh, it's so much fun to take a class with Christy. <laughs> yeah, there's so many mixed media techniques. Yes, because mm -hmm. I think that was what really floated my boat. Is that you know it's kind of a gateway craft material or art material than that you start with polymer and then you add everything. You had mm -hmm. fibers and you had paints and you had metals and you had on and on and on. So that was all fun the for me. things. All, all the, the things. things. Yeah. So speaking of books, yes. you are an accomplished author as Thank well. You. How yeah. many books have you been? I've written a dozen. 
And I wow. do have a fairly new one, which, which as soon as you said that, I was excited <laughs> to tell you about it. It's called Do You See What I See? And most of mine are how-to books. And some of them, admittedly, are a little dated in the sense that I've come a little long way since what I first did. But there's still good stuff, like right. how to make an octopus. But this newest one is sort of a combination of travelogue, musings, projects, creative nudges and helps, random weird things that have happened to me, doodles, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of like a good read, oh, as yeah. well as a lot of little creative stuff and indeed projects as well. So it's kind of fun. You should get it. Everyone should buy Everyone two should of them. Buy two, yeah. <laughs> and where ah. can we get those? You can get them on the interwebs. Christyfreezing.com. <laughs> yeah, you can. And yeah. they should be on Amazon, Amazon as, well. as well. Great. Um, yeah, so anywhere you buy wonderful quality books, you That's can find right. them. Yes, awesome. Well, I love it because uh, I think we own some of the pieces that are in the yeah, book. Yeah, you do. Mm, so. <laughs> We're pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pretty lucky that you bought them. Thank <laughs> so, you. So, Andrew, you've known Christy for a while. This is true. How did you meet? Well, we were neighbors at a bead show in yeah, Tucson. Tucson. Yeah, It was really cool. We were in the atrium, and she was in a little side room, which had windows, and I could peek inside <laughs> like look at yeah it was a neat mm-hmm. little room yeah i met lots yeah. of people that that oh, year sure. that was kind mm-hmm. of one of my first forays into the show world when beads were you know shows everywhere mm-hmm. so that was fun but yeah and i think we we crossed paths at a lot of shows because yes. you were at the shows that i was at and i don't do a lot of shows but the few i did you were at oh, so yeah. we would wave at each other and over the years got to be more friends great artisan friends. shows yeah. well mm-hmm. i for a long time i would take pictures of you from my blog and you always had a thumb in your ear. (laughs) Some kind of goofy picture. (laughs) That's that same philosophy. Mm -hmm. You never really know if I would be delightfully photogenic if I wouldn't be sticking my tongue in (laughs) It's a mystery. Is she good looking or not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we always like to ask people, um, who are your inspirations? Ah. We know you inspire a lot of people. We've oh, seen that in classes you. that thank we've you. had with you. But who are your inspirations? You know, that is an exceptionally good question for anybody who's interested in creativity and mm-hmm. art in general, but especially creativity, because I think that's, wouldn't you say from your experience that that's one of the things that people ask an artist the most? Like, where do you get your ideas? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a bafflement to many people. Like, oh, how yeah. do I think of anything? If you show me how to do that thing, I might be able to do that pretty good, but how would I ever have come up with that idea? Right. So I, I think um, ideas are weirdly random. And personal. And personal. Mm-hmm. And the things that inspire ideas, I think, are very personal. But my opinion is you should be shoving your brain full of as many visual things as possible for inspiration. Because then when it does come time to sit down and scoop out some inspiration, you got mm-hmm. lots of things in your brain soup that will then maybe translate into something fun. So for me, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that was the biggest inspiration when we were kids, um, we had for some reason, I lived in this little town and they must have you know kissed somebody's patootie because they had like the coolest public library okay you know we barely Mm -hmm. had a gas station but our (laughs) public library was just great so we would go in each of us kids in the family and we were allowed to get an arm full of books like every week and it was on every they had everything so art books and how-to drawing books and clay books and sculpture so i just devoured all this visual as a kid so i was inspired by anything 
everything from ancient cultures, Egyptian art, oh, wow. Mayan, mm-hmm. Aztec art, Celtic art, anything like that. Just I loved that stuff. Mythology, tons of myth books, and I would read them all the time. And the the imagery in a myth to me is fascinating. And of course, mm-hmm. there was a lot of paintings and drawings done with that, so that was always cool. Um, so any of that stuff was fabulous. Then somewhere along the line, I wandered into Art Nouveau, which I freaking love. Love that style, the Impressionist. Anybody, you know, um, Van Gogh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lalique, fantastic. You know, all of those kind of that era of both Nouveau and Impressionist, really loved. Um, and then nowadays, with the polyth- uh, just the plethora of artists that are available on Pinterest and Facebook and everywhere oh, else, absolutely. it is like an explosion of the visual right now. Everybody's doing everything, and they're everywhere. And and you you know you're just kind of wandering along one day, and it's like, why look? Someone <laughs> is making little tigers out of silkworm cocoons. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You know who yeah. even oh, knew yeah. that this was happening? Right. But on the internet, there it is. So ideas are just everywhere. And then, of course, nature. So who and isn't inspired by nature? How do you filter your ideas? I don't. With all that you it's don't. just a big mm-hmm. jumble, mm-hmm. constantly slushing all around in there. And then when I sit down to make something, because I see so many things, I, I have done art long enough to where I kind of know where my voice is. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I sit down to make it, and you, you think you do that if you're lucky enough to have a very strong voice from the get-go, which some people are, and mm-hmm. I feel like I was um, lucky enough to have kind of a, a look early on right. oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. I have stayed with. Um, but then when I sit down to do it, all the stuff I've seen, there's so much of it that not any one thing is going to be overly influential in what I'm doing. But it'll be bits and pieces all of, of all those things. <clears throat> so I think somebody somewhere along the way said that there really isn't anything new. If right. you're lucky, the best you can do is rearranging things to look newish. I like that. And that's mm-hmm. what I kind of feel like is that anything any of us do, somebody has done it similarly or there's pieces of it. And you may not even know you're channeling something that you just recently did, but if you can just kind of play with all those things that inspire you and let them kind of guide your fingers as you're playing, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you'll come up with something good. Yeah. So that shove in all those visuals. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting that you should mention the mythology and the fantasy kind of elements yeah, because yeah. that kind of plays in your work now with the, the elements of whimsy and kind of wonder. Yes. Yeah, so I, I should have said, too, like Dr. Seuss, so you can see that you see this sort of mythology, yeah. but you definitely see this Dr. Seuss influence where it's just whimsy, fantasy, strangeness. So, yeah, they kind of go together. Yeah, mm-hmm. Playfulness, especially. I was the generation that grew up reading Dr. Seuss books, and right. I and many of my age have never been the same since. That was like an amazing <laughs> time in right. the life Absolutely. of an American yeah. child that you can read with fizz or vaz or voo. Right. I mean, seriously, you don't, cut, you don't come back from that. So you mentioned um, having inspiration from books and uh, from an early age. Yeah. And a lot of that is kind of almost a secondary kind of inspiration in the sense that it's photography and stuff yes, that shrunk yes, down. Yes. How do you feel now that you've seen the things in real life? Because you travel quite extensively. Oh, good question. That was great because <laughs> you're right. So many of us, we just see things in a book, things online or whatever. And I have been very lucky in the last, I don't know, five to eight years to do a lot of travel and go to a lot of countries to teach. And boy, 
you are so right when you can like touch some things that you've seen the style of or like be in, be in um, a Japanese shrine where everywhere you look it has been pruned over hundreds of years to be absolutely beautiful from every perspective. Mm-hmm. The lake is perfect. The fake island in the middle with the little bonsai trees are amazing. The golden shrine reflects from every angle. You know, then you're kind of like getting all of your senses are getting not just bombarded with the visual but with a feeling that you only get in a three-dimensional way. You can have feelings when you see an image, but when you're standing there, then you're kind of connecting with it in a different way. So I think that is kind of important if everybody can get out. And, you know, you can't always travel the world. But there's places even in your backyard that if you just sit for a minute and, you know, dig in the dirt and bugs come up and play around by your feet, that may inspire your way of looking at segmented forms or the way antenna move or whatever. So there's always something to connect with in real life, mm-hmm. not just to in see deeper visual. into yeah. well, I feel your own life. Not only are you an artist and an author and a teacher, but you're a great curator of experiences. Oh, and you do you. that in your groups, like your new yeah, the, Christy. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, you're that the, there's some. Um, I'm doing both. We talked just about like the <laughs> things you experience online versus the things you experience in real life. So this year I'm um, on, I've always traveled, but this year's all travel and I'm doing two different things. One is an in real life experience where you can come with me for a week in places like France and Venice and have a creative oh, wow. experience, mm-hmm. which is great. But I we're am also you. doing, we're we're at at <laughs> I'm also doing this virtual Christian go-go on Facebook. Um, so if you go to Christy Friesen and you drag down to the instructions, you'll see workshops. Click on that. And you'll see a little icon for this virtual thing. And essentially, it's a way for me to get a little bit of your money. And it's not very much. It's only $35. And you can do it all year for that one low only price. That's not bad at right? all in this, pennies, exactly. in this time pennies. of monthly installments. Right? And, and I do mm-hmm. that too. But I was being very generous on this one. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, um, I started it when I was in Maui. And I couldn't do a workshop there. So I thought, well, why don't I do a virtual one? And so for two weeks, you know, people paid the money. They came on this special little secret face group, Facebook group. They had to be there by invitation only, which was what the money covered. Mm-hmm. And then I did all these little live Facebooks. When I know you guys do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great way to kind of everybody feels Connect. like you're doing it together. Oh, yeah. So we went whale watching together. You know, we picked papayas together. But we also, I sat down, put my camera, uh, my phone camera there and did demos. So I did, we made a little ghoulie together, which is one of the things that I make, covered with sand from the beach, you know. And so cute. showed them how to make that. We did turtles. So this is what this thing is. is So it's not only that you're coming with me and seeing what I see. And like one of the things I just chatted was is we went down to the river in with you guys down to Ohio Pile. And I took some pictures of the mossy embankments. And then I kind of sat down and talked about moss and making yourself shrink down to see um, the size of this moss in perspective mm-hmm. and how that could inspire you to create. So, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And then, of course, doing videos of like, here's how you make an octopus or whatnot. Right. So, yeah. It's been nice. fun to share that as well. Absolutely. So everyone join because it's great yes. fun and it's all year. And I'm going to many, many places. And this you year. start by going to your website. Yeah, you go to the workshops. You'll see it. And you put your little one, and it's one time thing for the rest of the year. And then you can go back and see all of that stuff. Oh, great! So it's all the videos are still mm-hmm. there. You can watch our whale watching expedition and watch the whales all with access. me in Maui and right and go back mm-hmm. and see all of the videos and all that stuff. So great. it's good. So how do you think that's um, influenced your artistic journey? Is it kind of a collaborative 
where you're working with the people as you're taking with them? Um, I think so. And and you, I know you teach a lot, um, uh, also Andrew. But it's interesting, wouldn't you say? Is when you when you teach a workshop, you know, you're expected to kind of bring a game and you show people what to do, yeah. and you're following that. But there's always something that happens in the class where someone's using material you weren't aware of, or they're putting a color combination t- together in kind of an interesting way. Or for me, sometimes I'll show people how to do something, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, couldn't it be?" we do it this other way I'm like oh yeah that's way better so skip that I just told you let's do it this way you know so there's things that you learn from everyone else I mean because it would be rather arrogant as a teacher for me to think I have all the answers. I have a project, but it involves techniques that are universal. Oh, so yeah. other people on any stage of their journey creatively are going to have input. And you've got to listen to each other and help each other and, and respect each other's input no matter what skill level people are at. So I love it. Oh, and then yeah. they bring oh, me yeah, stuff, absolutely. not just snacks, which is great. <laughs> but you know, they'll bring me little pieces of kyanite or they'll bring me a shell that they found or a bottle cap that looks weird. And that's exciting too. So we're right. kind of sharing that mm-hmm. aspect as well, which is and their experiences lovely. too. Yes, very much so. And some people have told me like, wow, that something that I said in the class really opened up their way of looking at creativity and that helped them out of like a creative block. And they they got to move forward for that. Or kind of my style of teaching is I'm more of a creative cheerleader. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want you to come in. It's a safe place. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yay, we can do it together. You're doing great. (laughs) 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 That's Andrew's phrase. phrase, Mm -hmm. Which is so awesome because it puts people at ease. Creativity is there. They wouldn't be in class if they didn't want to make something. So if you take away the fear of failure and that they're not going to be judged and everything that they're going to do is great and let's just see what we need to do and make it greater Mm -hmm. or not. Just look at what you've done. Then people, they pull out of themselves stuff that's been there all along and I love being a part of that. Makes me happy. I think when somebody takes a class, they're giving themselves permission and they don't always know that they're giving themselves permission to be creative and kind of embrace that yeah and i think because of the way sometimes art is taught in schools or the way they uh people have not been able to express themselves freely in their home environment or whatever that they're giving themselves permission but they're wary that that's going to get shut down so as soon as a negative comment happens or they are made to feel like they're not doing well Mm -hmm. that closes right up so for me i don't ever want that to happen i want everybody to feel like Let's see. Let's see how that yeah. go. Let's. How does that look? You want to put powder on there? You put powder on There's there. There's no wrong you know, finish exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. And and if they're curious, like this isn't looking right. How do I fix it? Then I can give some suggestions. But if they're excited and it looks like crap, and that is sometimes where you are. Like my first things in polymer were the worst, <laughs> the worst. And I wish I had saved them just to show people. Yeah. Look at me now. Uh-huh. Look at me here, because everybody be like, oh well, I got this. Well, I'm thing. sure there's perfecting every project you yeah. start, everything you teach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even today, we did a little steampunk fox. Mm-hmm. I teach it markedly different today than I did two or three classes ago, because right. in teaching it, you develop ways based on how the people are creating with you that you realize, ooh, that was awkward for them or that was harder to do. Let me simplify that or let's add this. And then it just makes it easier each time you do it. So it's kind of fun. So it's collaborative in that way. Everybody's helping me be a better teacher to help them be a better artist, for me to be a better teacher, for them to be a better artist. Well, I think that definitely is a strength to be adaptive and be able to work with 
you know, your experiences and working with what you know. And not everybody can be, which is also fine. Right. Um, Some people are very um, closed in the sense that they need things to be very straight and symmetrical, and the processes have to be organized and clean. And they make amazing things. Oh, yeah. I would hate that. <laughs> it would be terrible if I had to. But, you know, I'm not going to look down on somebody who's right. got that process. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm very... I, I like to be given the instruction. This is yeah. how this so is So this was do. a and crazy was, week for it, you. It was, but you're very good at that. You're very good at... you. you I, from experience, you bring people around yeah. and you show them this is what I do. Yeah. And then we can go back and do that or not or do something else. Right. And people who are more creative than me or can yeah. go off on their they own. They can go off or you can go, I'll follow but, the steps and right. then I try to kind of wander to make sure Absolutely. that you're following the steps of what you want. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's good it, to kind of give both. Yeah. yeah. And it works yeah. really well. Yeah. And well, then at the end, we have amazing little that's steam right. boxes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Will you help people achieve the goal that they set for themselves? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's important. There's different ways of doing classes. And I applaud those. Like I sometimes see master classes. And I, I like that concept where you're sort of organizing uh, an explorative thing, which is what I'm kind of doing with my the things in Europe. You know, it's adventure, but it's also a length of time to work. But I feel like if someone's coming to a half a day or a day class mm-hmm. for, with me, most of the time they are trying to get off of work or they've had to get away from their life and they don't have much time to do it. So they, I know that they can only really spend a little bit of time. And at the end, they need to have that satisfaction of completion. Right. Or yeah. that particular workshop will not be satisfying to them. Yeah. Other kinds where it's open-ended and you're starting a new way of looking at something, you don't That's necessarily different. need completion. Mm-hmm. But this, you want to walk home with a butterfly or right. something in your hand. Yeah. Right. And so I really try to make sure at the end you've got that finished piece. Yeah. I think the it. conceptual workshops are sometimes harder. Because <clears throat> They're much harder. You yeah. can't walk away and say, oh, look at all the mm-hmm. things I made because some of the things you made were all in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like therapy in that sense is that the object of therapy is for you to have to bring up things that are a little painful to look at so you can change your perspective and uh one of those classes that is like that that's what you're doing is you're examining your work and sometimes that is looking at it and going oh i'm not doing my best work which is not pleasant but if moving (laughs) on as an artist it's Mm -hmm. cathartic and you have to do it so there's some tears but i know that when you know somebody comes to me from two hours away and they got half a day they don't need tears at the no. end they need a happy steampunk fire <laughs> yes. that's what they need right. you know so but both are valid and oh, wonderful definitely. things so well so. You, you you were talking about the christia gogo and you're talking about these workshops in yeah. europe so yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about those and what people might see oh on yes on the virtual experience right which nice. again is only 35 dollars and it's for the whole year, year. so reasonable you should Buy one for yourself and, and even for back, your friend. Back, quote unquote, back that? issues, right? Exactly right. <laughs> you get everything in this deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to spread it too big. Right. right. This year, I am having a big travel year. So I'm going all over the place. Lots of places in the U.S. Obviously, we st- I started the year in Maui. I've gone in Tucson, Ligonier, mm-hmm. and right. you know, Morro mm-hmm. Bay and Georgia and San, uh, San Antonio, various places. But I'm all also going overseas a lot this year and I'm excited about that so obviously I will bring people virtually on those overseas tours and then connect with people in real life 
as well. So um, in my Europe, I, I go in May. Okay. And I start in Cyprus, and we'll go see the Roman mosaic ruins mm-hmm. and all that fun nice. stuff, and then bop over to the UK for a while, do UK things, um, and then off to southern France. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there to Venice, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. I've never been to Venice, so I'm going to have a blast. It's new for you, and yeah. probably a lot of people watching. Oh, yes. I'm I know. I, know. I cannot wait to go get glass and smalty and oh, all kinds of stuff. There's, uh, We've got so many things jammed into a tiny amount of time, so that's going to be insane. I don't think I'll sleep until after I get <laughs> right. out of Venice. And then um, from there uh, to Ireland, a place I've been multiple times, and I love it. And it's going to be a good adventure in Ireland. And uh, a little bit more back to UK and France again. But um, once I get done with that, it's very quick before I turn around and go to Australia. Oh, wow. So I got people all over on, you know, all both sides of Australia, Western Australia and Brisbane and all that. So that'll be a blast. And Absolutely. Maybe Tasmania, too, which will be fun. <laughs> and then Japan. Mm-hmm. I go to Japan fairly wow. frequently. So we're going to have a wonderful, fun time there. And I'll probably finish my um, year. I have a friend in Thailand. So I thought, well, let's just go there. It's going to be cold and wintry many places. Where can I go? That's sunny. Thailand will be great. Yeah, so there will be a lot of traveling and so many things to inspire me Mm -hmm. and by virtue of that, you guys who are following me and ideas and things to make and stuff to find. It'll be great. great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, That's very fun. Y'all want to come? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and we will. We could. We, we will. will. Online. <laughs> right now, online only. <laughs> Which is interesting because um, you briefly talked about, um, you know, how affordable it is. And I think that touches on the fine balance of being a creative person, but also an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's very true. And and I think um, you guys obviously know what this is all about, is that when you are trying to make something that's your passion into your career, so that you don't do a job that saps all of your creative energy out, which most people are stuck doing. Not that there's anything wrong with working for a living, but if you're a creative... After you put in a hard day's work, you have nothing left for creativity. So many of us do kind of take that route of how can I make money out of what I do? And everybody solves that in different ways. You guys have a fantastic bead store. And that gives you, Andrew, I think, as the main creative, an opportunity to showcase your amazing works. and Which is fun. And um, for me, I've done a lot of different things. But one thing I'm finding right now that I'm finding my joy in is that I'll do these little things, put them up on Facebook and then my fans and my followers can buy those as I go along. When I was in Tucson, I stopped and bought myself a lot of cool things. So like Mm -hmm. fossil rocks and dinosaur teeth and various things like that, but I bought extra. So my fans who couldn't get to Tucson, which is a fantastic pile of beach shows and stuff, could buy some of those fossils with me. So that was fun. And that, of course, helps I went and I bought stuff from (laughs) you. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I found some rooms you didn't find, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so then, you know, they're supporting me and I think this is one thing that um, I hope anybody who is creative and loves creative people will really listen to and help realize how important it is to someone who's creative and is trying to make a living 
at their art, that they have people who are willing to support them, That's that will buy what is. they make, that will to do their fundraisers, all that them. stuff. Exactly. Without mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be like, oh, Chrissy's selling those stupid little ghoulies again. <laughs> Guess I'll buy one, whatever. You know, it's, wonderful. it's, it's wonderful because right. for me, mm-hmm. when you do that, then I, my bills follow me around just like anybody else's. Right. You're letting mm-hmm. me pay those normal bills of existence by buying something I've made so that I don't have to stop making. Because yeah. I think those of us who make, it's a bit of a gift to it's the universe. To so you want to be able that. to keep giving that gift to people and sharing um, things that you're good at that are uniquely yours mm-hmm. with others. Because not everybody can do the same thing. So when yeah. somebody is a decent artist, that I think benefits the universe. Oh, so absolutely. having other people support mm-hmm. that, I think, keeps a really nice cycle of beautifying and enriching the world going. So I thank everyone very much <laughs> who has bought absolutely. all my little crazy things off of Facebook and wherever. And I know yeah. you guys are in that same boat too. Absolutely. Well, you said a very important word. It's a cycle. So not yeah. only is it them supporting you, but you're giving back to them yeah. with either information or with your creativity or yeah. actual physical, you know, yeah. touchstone. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. We kind of develop. I mean, it is kind of like a little family sometimes. And I know yeah, some of my well, people absolutely. like tease me, like I'm one of your stalkers. Which I know, that, you know, it's, it's really cute. Luckily, I don't have any actual stalkers, but you know, that just means that they're having a fun time. You know, being with me, whether in real life or virtually, and I feel that. I mean, when I'm going, I know everybody's got my back. They're all excited right. for me. They're, and I know you guys too. As we go through Boy. these steps of our journey artistically mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, we've got people there going, "You can do it." Here's a dollar. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I well, love that. It's great that. knowing yeah. when you're coming up with a new thing that you're automatically going to have a yes. family and a base to yeah. support that. Totally. Yes. totally. So it's already scary enough yes. coming up with something new. Oh, yeah. And when you already know that... If, you, if someone's yeah, going to sell, yeah, gonna, you know, right. ah, yeah. going to work do? out. What if I have but a thousand gonna, of these get those... dark bullies in <laughs> Right. What do I do? But a very beautiful art. Right. Will you pay my credit card But you already, you know, you're going to get those likes, you're going to get those shares, you're going to get those comments, and hopefully you're going to get some of your bills paid, and you're going to automatically have that base, that foundation done. Well, I think you you touch on an important thing where it's support doesn't just come monetarily, which is nice. You know, you've got the bills, absolutely, but it's also the likes, the shares, the emotional support, feeling like someone's paying attention to you. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about our social media. I know people have pros and cons about it. For me personally, I find that when I'm sharing the work I'm doing, the places I'm going, the people I'm interacting with, when I'm doing work in progress, when I see something fun, when I share that with everybody and everybody responds, they're interested, they're excited, they're providing their own captions or whatever, I'm feeling this like wave of people behind me happy for me. Oh, yeah. Which is great. And I know they're feeling like, hey, I can kind of live that little fantasy in your through your eyes because right. I can't do it myself. So it really, like you said, it really supports each other. And it's but, genuine. Yeah, it's it, it, it connected is. Connected, yeah. too. Like, yeah. we had talked a little bit earlier about how we met, but I don't think we really got to know each other until social media. Yes. Yeah, because we'd see each other, you know, funny? on a show yeah. really fast. <laughs> you're in you're, person you're, and you don't meet each other. Right, isn't that right? bizarre? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm talking to customers now. I'll catch right. you later. Yeah, me too. I just ran away from my booth for a second. Bye. Right. I got then, a key. 
<laughs> That's it. Do you need a sandwich? Okay, yeah. good, because I don't have time. <laughs> but, but through yeah. the social media, that's right. when we got to really know, sort of know each other way better. Yeah, exactly. And then we get to spend time, which yeah. is awesome. I love that. I really do. I'm a big fan of social media. I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we always ask artists and anyone we have, do you have words of advice or words of wisdom for people listening who may be at the beginning stages of thinking about starting to do something creative or adding it as a side business or even jumping in wholeheartedly into it? I so do, which of course who doesn't <laughs> We like advice. that answer, right? Um, yeah. I do. And my th- biggest thing I can tell people is have fun. Life is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. And if you put off having fun, you may wake up one day and you don't get to have any fun anymore. And right. that's stupid. So eat cake, <laughs> have fun with your friends, do what you love. Obviously, some of us have health problems. We have bills. We have a lot of stuff that happens. Right. But there is no reason why you can't find joy in every day. Don't look in the negative. Don't look at the bad parts. Just look at the best that you can Enjoy what you can. Live your life. Create now. Don't put it off. Don't build an empire of craft supplies and never use them. Have fun. I mean, I'm We're happy to do because I that, sell right? craft supplies, but you know, keep doing that. I mean, but use them also. Use them. <laughs> but yeah, have fun. Make sure whatever you do creatively is not only to pay the bills, but it's also to support your joy. Because if you do that, you won't burn out. If you are only doing it to survive, and sometimes it feels like you might have to, you're going to get sick of making this little $5 item that you hate. So go have your joy. So that's my advice. Have fun. That's great. That's great. Well, Andrew, do you have anything else you'd like to add or ask? Well, speaking of joy, um, what gives you joy? Oh, man, the list is so long. I mean, I really am trying to look back. I was like, I am happy when the day is the perfect temperature. I'm happy when I'm at somebody's house that I like. I'm happy when the class that I'm teaching is going well. I'm having joy when there's an amazing chocolate cake, right. which there was the other day. That I have a little bit of that. <laughs> I, I think I really do try to find the joy in the day-to-day. Really savoring the moment that I'm in, and uh, so, so not know. only is it a creative kind of advice, yeah. it's a lifestyle. lifestyle yeah, because obviously they, the two go together. If you're in a, if you're in a good creative place in your brain and it's being fed, however you need to have it fed, then what you're going to create is going to be so much better. So yeah, but yeah, I, I like so many things. <laughs> it's true. It's completely true. We've gone on little hikes together. And I've seen you drawing in the mud or busting <laughs> a stick against things. a <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, you see that? <laughs> I caught you looking at me from the side of here. I go, what is she doing? I wanted to see, like Winnie the Pooh, if you throw the thing in, if it would float down the rapids like a little canoe. And it right. did. <laughs> it's around a little bit. And, and then it, and it caught it with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I, I feel really appreciative that we've been able to share those experiences. Yeah, me too. I've, I've had a blast with you all these years knowing you and seeing your art, and, and I've, we've had fun in person too, which oh, yeah. has been a blast. So. Oh, yeah. So, yay. yay. Here's to doing it again sometime. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to have you back soon. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Or we'll follow you soon. I know where you live now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, let's just do a little recap of where you will be next and where people can find you. Yes. So go to the thechristyfreezer.com because depending on when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. I may have left that place already. Right. Um, but from here or today when we're speaking in Ligonier, right. um, I will be next going to Arkansas where my sister is and hanging out there a little bit. Nice. Then I teach in Morro Bay, California, which will be a blast. Mm-hmm. And from there, I'm headed back to the East Coast for a bit before I head off to Europe. So there's a lot of, you know, steps in between, but I try to put all of them up on my site. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, just before we we end, I want to uh, talk a little bit about how you are not only a teacher and instructor, but you are an inventor of products and yes. tools. Yeah. And yeah, so that's one of the things on my website. You're mm-hmm. right. If you are a creative, I have... Really great tools, powders, um, stamp sheets, Swelligant, which is a whole fantastic metal coating patina thing. Lots of stuff over there. So go please check that out. You'll find some unique supplies to help you create. Yeah, for sure. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Yay, thank thank you. you. And everyone, again, go to ChristyFriesen.com to find out everything about Christy's world. Everything. Including (laughs) being able to follow her virtually. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And she is also on Facebook as well and Instagram. Yes? Yes, absolutely. So, at Real Christy Friesen. So. At Real Christy Friesen. Don't go for the fake ones. No. <laughs> you want the real deal here. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us, Christy. Thank you. And thank you, Andrew. Bye. Bye.